You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. All right, welcome everybody. We have another interview today with an amazing artist, and it's our episode 22 on Musician Today. So we have someone who's not only a performing artist, violinist, uh, producer, and a DJ. I don't know how she does it all, but we have Raz Vio today on the show. Woohoo! So she is uh, known as the futuristic string swagger. She's an electric violin, a singer, and producer. And through the mastery of modern digital technology, including live looping, DJing, and processing, she blends powerhouse vocals with her unique violin designed to build songs with the sophistication of a string quartet. Razvio's all-new brand of interactive electric string pop will make you rethink the electric violin. And that's true. <laughs> She's a singer-violinist and a songwriter and classically trained musician. She performs with a custom six- and seven-string electric violin called Viper Violins, Woo-hoo! which allows her to sing and play at the same time and encompasses the range of a violin, viola, and a cello. That's the one I want. <laughs> Yeah. Raz has toured throughout the United States with her intimate, self-sustained, and volume-controlled setup, delighting listeners in concert halls, clubs, and street corners since 2013. Raz Vio has released her two albums, Mercurial and Perpetual Hybrid. She is a winner of the West Coast Songwriters Award in 2015 for Alternative Category. She showcased as an artist at NACA West 2015 IAFE 2015 I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it but she's really out there <laughs> performed with um at over 250 breweries across the United States and featured artists on Women of Substance radio podcast endorsed artists with a TC Helicon wood violins and dolls drums and IK multimedia so, welcome, welcome, Araz. We're so happy to have you here. Before we go on any further, you guys can always find Raz's amazing music at her website at razvio.com, Instagram forward slash razvio, Facebook forward slash razvio, Twitter at razvio, SoundCloud at razvio, and of course, look her up on YouTube as razvio and see her amazing videos for the music we're going to play today. So, welcome. How are you doing? Really good. Amazing. It's been a busy fall so far. Yes, it's crazy busy. I know. (laughs) So, um, I mean, as a producer and a DJ and a touring artist, how how do you manage your day? Like, what's your secret? (laughs) Um, I have a book. I seriously, I live by my book. Mm -hmm. It was, it's intense. So I, I just keep a schedule. I try to keep a tight schedule and write everything down that I need to. I'm not a person that, that uses tech all that well, ironically, when it comes to planning. <laughs> so like, I'm a, I'm a hand, handwritten list, handwritten book schedule. So people laugh at me when they're like, hey, do you have this time for a gig? And I literally pull out this like giant red book with all of my dates in it. <laughs> nice. I'm like, here we go. But it sticks in my brain. So if yeah, you got to find those tricks to keep yourself organized or else you're going to go insane. Right. Amazing. <laughs> Completely agree. So, yeah. Um, and that's fine. Like, a lot of my, actually, mentors that I studied with, they, they don't like to use technology even though they know how, but they still like the feel of the paper. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. So, um, so I guess the next question would be, how did you come out with your amazing brand that is so unique, that combines singing and your Viper skills and your looping skills and this amazing instrumental? So was that a process from classical training towards something like that? So how did you come into this world? Uh, well, my so I actually I feel like I started my career kind of late compared to a lot of people. I didn't commit to doing full time music until I was about twenty four. So that was when I had this moment of clarity, going like I am. I love playing music. I've been playing one of the Viper violins for years, but my brand was just this amalgamation of really enjoying singing all the time, and I was singing in bands and mm -hmm. playing violin in bands, and I was just starting to kind of blend the two. And then I made the decision to get my master's degree at the University of Washington in digital media management. Wow. So I was learning a lot about branding at the time as I was doing this master's degree, and it was a great learning experience. But doing a graduate degree is expensive, mm -hmm. and I had moved to Seattle to do that degree, and I was so poor. I was just dirt poor. <laughs> and I wasn't able to afford my rent and, and groceries and stuff, and I was starting to get worried. So my solution to that was to take my violin and go on the street corner and start performing for money, because mm -hmm. that was what I could think of to do, just to make some extra cash to get groceries with. And that started to really work for me, and it was scary. It's always scary to go out like, yeah. am I going to get arrested? Am I going to get harassed? What's going to happen? But it, nothing ever bad, nothing bad ever happened. And it was a really good learning experience to build the brand from literally from the ground up, like from mm -hmm. a street corner, because you got to experiment with what worked and what didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think street performing is something that I really do recommend for people who want to kind of hone in on their craft mm -hmm. a lot because you figure out what works for your audience and what works for you to kind of keep you engaged with your audience. And it's a one-on-one. -on -one. It's a very personal relationship with total strangers for a split second, and then they're gone. And mm -hmm. you almost never see them again. I say almost never because it has happened. <laughs> Multiple people over the years who saw me street performing. But uh, that was the start. That was going, hey, this is actually something mm -hmm. that fits. It fits me. That was the building of the brand. And I think anybody building a brand is is really just sort of sorting through. It's like putting on your clothes for the day. You start mm -hmm. to sort of see like, this is the clothes I'm most comfortable in. This is what I feel like best fits me as a person. And then after, I think you edit yourself and your brand just like you kind of edit your fashion sense or, or your musical tastes or anything else that we kind of put out to the world. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I agree because I've also done like busking in the subway system, but we have a system like we don't get harassed, we get licensed. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. There's nothing like that raw experience and, you know, building from the ground up. That's amazing. Why don't we have a listen to one of your songs? Okay. So this is going to be Here Comes the Rain again. And it's the video on your website. So guys, check it yeah. out. All right.
how your viper sounds so clear anything you do at it it sounds fantastic <laughs> so was this a, recorded on a seven string or six string or both this was recorded on my six string nice yeah. amazing i just and put an order for a seven string i'm gonna join the family soon <laughs> i'm so <Yes>. excited <laughs> amazing so um um how did like how did looping come into play did it take you a while to figure out how to do that that seems to be like a major yeah skill <laughs> yeah um 
I, so I learned Mark Wood has, well, I know you've interviewed. Mm-hmm. Mark Wood has a camp that he puts together, and this past year was just the 10th anniversary of that camp. But mm-hmm. I was there year one. I was I was an early adopter. Nice. And at this camp, I met Sean Grisham, who is a cellist in New York. And Mark's faculty that he brings in for this camp have the most amazing resumes between them. And they're, they're such accomplished musicians, but they teach these really cool skill sets. And looping was one of the classes that Sean mm-hmm. taught. And I was really interested after watching his faculty performance. So not only do you get to see the faculty perform kind of the best of their skill set, mm-hmm. then you get to go and learn that skill set from them over the course of the week. So he was sort of my introduction, Sean Grisham, into looping and mm-hmm. recommended the gear to buy and sort of broke down the process at that camp and that was how I kind of launched it from there and I think it works really well for my brain somehow like I, I've always been able to sort of I've always been able to pick out harmonies or or a, a lot of ear training so I can play whatever I hear mm-hmm. so in the process for me of looping it was just a question of kind of recognizing that all songs have these internal structures and picking out which songs are going to be the best candidates for looping for covers tends to be like, where do you hear a lot of rep- repeating patterns? And in today's music, we actually have a lot more repeating yeah. patterns than <laughs> in previous eras. So uh, most modern songs are actually pretty easy to loop. Uh, it's mm-hmm. where you get to the older stuff or like the classics, classic rock or, or kind of older pop or older like funk or anything like that. It, it becomes a little bit more challenging and you have to take some artistic liberties. Yeah, that's true. Fantastic. Was this track produced by you, mastered by you as well? So yeah, I produced it alongside my my partner who is the drummer in the video, Kevin Proctor. He's been my kind of go-to producer for all of my work. Um, now that I'm DJing, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more of my own like production and mixing, but, uh, he's, he's my go-to studio guy. So nice. we did that together and produced that um, at my house. A lot of my tracks are also just produced at home. We haven't done all of that much studio time outside of just kind of home studios. So That's amazing. So how do you approach your process like creating a track or writing a song? Like, um, do you just like go for the words first or do you just create the beat first? Like, how does it usually work? Or I know it's different every time, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would say I'm more of a words first writer, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I do have like scrapbooks of ideas that I jot down. Sometimes like notes in my phone, or or else I have a book that when I'm doing like practice, when I'm in practice mode for writing, which I, I go in waves. Some, some yeah. months I'm better at making sure I have like a daily writing practice, and some months I'm just like not in it. Mm-hmm. Haven't been it there for a while but so I have a book of lyrics that I kind of try to write or ideas that I think are interesting so I'll go back through those every once in a while and sort of assign melodies to them in my head and then it's a slow process for me to to write because I feel like uh, one of my things that I'm I'm getting more confident as I'm producing more with bass lines and with underlays of songs I'm more of a melody person and mm-hmm. as violinists we're never really taught chordal theory so I'm, sure. I'm sort of picking that up as I go uh, to do chordal work rather than just like one note at a time which most violinists that's us like we're just we're candy on top of the rest of the song so I'd say that's my my kind of area of 
development that I'm working on now is being able to do a track and like produce a track from the ground up, like drums and bass, and then write over that. That's that's something I'm I'm working with more now. Amazing. Well, I would love to hear one more song. We have Crossroads, mm -hmm. A Deal with the Devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All good? Weird, weird. I'm just going to preface this a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, if you go and watch the video online, the audio for this is live tracked from Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands, which mm -hmm. is where the U.S. tested their nuclear weapons after World War II. So a couple mm -hmm. years, like one year after... World War II ended, we were testing these nukes in the Marshall Islands, and it was just, I got to go on a science expedition, mm -hmm. and be uh, kind of like an artist in residence there, and have this crazy experience on this essentially deserted island, they, the U.S. military moved everybody mm -hmm. off the island so they could do their testing, thinking that they would be able to come back, because we didn't know anything about radiation or fallout yeah. or, or those issues. So it's still radioactive wow. um, a little bit. It's not super, it's not dangerous to be there for mm -hmm. a couple of days, but we recorded it on the island. So all of the audio is there. There's some video there as well mm -hmm. um, on the on the YouTube yeah. video. And it's all done in Bikini Atoll, mm -hmm. like at the site of some of these nuclear testing sites. It was, it was a crazy experience. Yeah, it was very yeah. powerful. I watched it last night. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's have a listen. Here it is. This is Bikini. It is here that the military and scientific personnel of Joint Task Force One will conduct the attack with the atomic bomb. Bomber is over the target. The bomb is away and one second to go. Oh, uh -huh. 
unleashed the destructive force of atomic energy with the Navy determined the future ship design of modern naval sea power. Animals were placed aboard some of the ships to substitute for military personnel. The study of their future life history will provide invaluable information. love your voice it's so badass <laughs> like everything you sing just sounds so crisp um the other day i watched your um shut up and dance with me cover that was amazing oh, yeah. that live video i love it so much it's just so well done so <laughs> all right um so far what is your favorite viper and what has it done for your sound in the process of making music Oh gosh, I mean, the Vipers <laughs> as an instrument are just so groundbreaking for me because they really did let me explore singing and playing simultaneously in a, mm -hmm. in a comfortable way. And then it's one of those things where I had a six string for about 10 years, maybe eight, and knew that I wanted to do a seven mm -hmm. when I was looping more because I, I was wanting that, that lower register. And when I finally got my seven and it was, I, I ordered it with a very custom finish that I think now they can do, but at the time it's this chrome finish that they had to do research on how to even make it work. Oh. So you're welcome world. We did it. Now other people <laughs> nice. can order the chrome finish, but, uh, just the fact that the shop was willing to work with me on that instrument makes it absolutely my baby. It's, it's very mm -hmm. special to me. And the seven, just the sound on those instruments is remarkable and really there's a lot to work with violins in general are tricky instruments to deal with and the vipers uh as a studio instrument are actually quite challenging oh. uh, because of the the huge register of, of sounds you're able to make means there's a lot of harmonics uh, mm. the the eqs that i use are are constantly being tweaked i'm constantly kind of searching for the for the good tones that i can develop and and then there's the question of, like, do you want to go for a more rock tone or more classical tone? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I kind of go through most of my work, I feel like, goes in phases where I have, like, a, a phase of a lot of, like, really deep exploration of any topic whatsoever in my career. But the EQing and development of my violin tone has been a very, very kind of reiterative process where I come back to it every couple of months and keep tweaking and keep tinkering with it. 
Yeah. I think it's because you're a producer. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah. And I'm a huge gear nerd. So there's, yeah. as new tools come out, I want to use them all. I don't yes. want to use everything. So. That's amazing. Yeah, my producer does the same thing. I'm so lucky to have this guy working on my album. And he does the same thing. Every time we're in a studio, he changes things to make them better. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, he just gets new stuff all the time. So that's amazing. <laughs> it's good to keep kind of like, you know, I think one of the uh, tools and tricks that I've mm -hmm. learned from other producers or other engineers that I would always love to pass on to any violinist because we're all looking for good talent. And yeah. I love helping people figure that out um, is when you have something that you think works, like either if it's a preset or if it's, a setting on your amp or, mm -hmm. or a setting on a pedal, like take a photo of where the settings are so that you have it as a reference to get it back for yeah. next time. Because as you do that development process, you might end up kind of like too far down the rabbit hole and <laughs> you don't remember, like, I don't, I don't know if I like this. You want to go back and compare it to the tone you had before. Yeah. And if you lose track of where you come from and where you've gone, I feel like you're, you're very at risk for, either getting you know you're getting ear mm -hmm. fatigue or or you think it's good but then you compare it to the tone that you actually had before you started messing with it and then you're like oh crap the other one was actually better so <laughs> it, it's good to have some self-realization that just because you can tinker with things a lot doesn't mean that the end result is going to be good yeah that's true that's true amazing well i also want to personally do, are you classically trained in your vocal yes yes yeah yeah it, it yeah. comes through <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. So I did some yeah. opera training, um, and then later on, as I was doing more professional music, I had the opportunity to work with a coach in Seattle, and she is a actually she is a screen coach, which is interesting. She oh, wow. also teaches classical, so we worked on more operatic tone control, but she teaches um, screaming, like for metal singers. So nice. that was really fun. I'd love to. We learn kind of that. only. Yeah, it's so it's so different but it's basically the same technique as as opera mm -hmm. just you're adding some extra uh vibrations but you're not supposed to vibrate your vocal cords because that can damage them yeah you actually just vibrate your soft palate mm. doing a proper scream that that like gra graveliness mm -hmm. is more like when you gargle something uh-huh so if you think about like gargling yeah. salt water that's how she always would explain wow. it and I still don't have like a full handle on the screaming thing, but it was it was a really cool opportunity to, to sort of start exploring that, but That's I don't cool. scream a huge amount in my song. So. Well, I can scream, but I'm not sure if it qualifies as a performance material. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody can scream. It's more like the people have to do it every day. So, yeah. And yeah. I've, I've had brushes with um, vocal injuries. Oh. Uh, or just from over touring so yeah. I'm very very cautious about that so whenever I hear and I can hear the difference now when I listen to most singers if they're if they're singing with stress um mm -hmm. that, it just makes me so nervous for them because oh. I'm going like like Adele has stopped touring because she's had too many surgeries yeah. on her voice from overstraining and it's a real yeah. it's a real risk on our bodies yeah nice to our bodies that's true yeah when you're a singer I know you, you can't just overdo it it's different for us instrumentalists. Like, yeah, you could pull a muscle, but you give it a rest and it'll be fine. But with vocals, like, yeah, I find it's it's dangerous zone, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you do have 
vocals are, are, I mean, instrumentalized. I mean, I think a lot of people who play the Viper like it because it's more ergonomic yes. in certain ways. If you have upper neck and shoulder problems, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. violin is just very constricting. I mean, yes. in some ways. So that, I mean, it's, ever, it's more weight mm-hmm. for the Viper. That's a trade off. But I find like my, as long as that you keep like yeah. a good core strength exactly. when you're exactly. playing the Viper, uh, you're much less likely to have repetitive motion or stress. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something, again, like we as instrumentalists, I think we need to talk about, you know, what keeps us fit and what keeps us happy and, mm-hmm. and how we are solving those problems physically. And that's, it's not just the pedagogy of like, how do you get the proper bow technique, but how do mm-hmm. you get something that's going to last your body a long time yes. for your whole career? Exactly. That's it. Yeah, Thank do you, you have any issues with that? Like any, mm-hmm. like, what do you do to kind of stay? Yeah. Like what's your preferred exercise, I guess? I'm always curious. Yeah, yeah. I do exercise like for an hour every day. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can feel the difference from standing in one pose, moving around, mm-hmm. I love it, it's fine. But if you're standing or teaching or doing something that requires minimal movement, that has an effect on my back for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, why don't we have another song? Um, I absolutely love Kick It. I love that music video. Yeah. I think it's just like shows you so perfectly. So <laughs> <laughs> why don't we have a listen to that? You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go.
Yeah, <laughs> love that one. So, um, um, were you involved in the production of this? Did you produce this track as well? Oh yeah, yeah, amazing! <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I love it how the the violin and the guitar do sort of like the same part, right? And you can't really quite mm -hmm. tell in the video who's doing what. But you can only like if you listen closely. <laughs> That's so yeah, good. I that, love this that one. Was with my band. Um, called Direct Divide that I had yeah. for a couple of years and we produced that track together. Uh, I still work same, the guy playing guitar in that song became my drummer later so everybody's sort of swapping instruments and nice. kind of all over the place <laughs> that eventually but yeah we produced that track. Uh, that track was super fun to do. We brought in other friends of ours to sort of guest in on mm -hmm. a lot of pieces of that from like the drums to uh, there's actually an operatic soprano I cannot sing quite as high as she can so we had her come in and do some of those like very epic ba background vocals and, and kind of you can hear her amazing soprano in this sort of I that's the one I listen for because that's like the candy that I know I remember doing with her and mm -hmm. um, So whenever I hear that track, I'm always just like, oh, it's Lainey's soprano part. <laughs> the little details that, that you remember from producing tracks. Oh, yeah. The thing you I listen know. for every time. It's yeah. like every one of them's your baby, right? <laughs> yeah, but they're all, they end up being your baby. But when, you, when you're doing them, it's very, very normal to have them be the baby that you never want to see again for like a year. So... <laughs> You get yeah. so sick of your own music when you are working on a track like that. And I think, again, it's one of those things that I talk about all the time, but then I talk to other people about it and they're like, oh, right. Or if I'm coaching people through their productions or, or giving them advice or something like that, or maybe I'm beta listening for somebody uh, and they, they kind of express that it's like not fun anymore. Like the, the magic kind of goes away mm -hmm. when you're deep in it. So that's why I do recommend working with other people or, or having people listen to your tracks before they're released. Definitely get a, if you are doing the mix yourself, get a mastering engineer. Absolutely. If you're having yeah. somebody else mix, don't have them master. Like that's mm -hmm, the one thing mm -hmm. I think is really important is that people try to DIY everything. And mm -hmm. I'm a huge DIY yeah, advocate, yeah. But, but know when something needs to be handed off to a different person because you'll get the benefit of other people's ears that's true uh, on your that's project true. yeah that's why i love working with someone else i would absolutely love to you know produce everything myself and get the gear set up but i know first of all i won't have the time to be the artist <laughs> i am <laughs> second yeah. yeah it's an extra set of ears from somebody who has like 50 years of experience behind their belt so that's amazing <laughs> it, I think it is important and, and everybody just wants to pretend like in this world that we're the only keepers of our you know our branding is very much people seem to think oh well you do absolutely everything and mm -hmm. that's not always yeah. the case like you do the things that you're good at you work on things that you want to get good at yes but there's at some point something's got to give like you cannot do absolutely everything it's just impossible so you know we all make choices and edit the things that we work on and, mm -hmm. and that's where it's like I'm not much of a video person I can get it done but yeah all right so Raz thank you so much for your amazing you know everything that you shared with us today love your music at the end of our interview we usually play a little games kind of like rapid fire so I ask you 10 quick questions and you have to answer in under a minute are you up okay. for it 
right. So don't think of them too seriously. Um, some might be, but you know. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna click the timer and then I'm going to start with the first question. Are we ready? Okay. All right. What do you enjoy doing more? Producing music or performing? Performing. All right. At what age did you pick up violin? Seven. All right. How many instruments do you own? Oh, crap. Uh, instruments or violin? Uh, just instruments in general. <laughs> I'm gonna say 15. Wow, amazing. Uh, violin, acoustic or electric? Electric. Yeah, what motivates you? <laughs> uh, swagger. All right. I'm motivated by swagger. Yes. Uh, which YouTuber you just can't stop watching? Ooh. Seven seconds left. <laughs> stupid, stupid dog video. Oh, amazing. You're, okay, we ran out of time, but I don't see why we can't finish the questions. So, um, what's your favorite song to cover? Name three. Ooh, uh, lately it's been Patti Smith, Because the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, Aerosmith's Dream On. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I'm working on a new um, one by... It's a it's a cover of a cover called mm -hmm. Black Magic Woman. Mm -hmm. yep, Santana's the original, but it's a cover by Victress, mm -hmm. and that's a new song I'll be debuting in November. Amazing! I'm in production right now. We'll look forward to it. Wow! Yeah. Name three people that you admire. Ooh. Um, <laughs> obviously, Mark Wood. He's developed mm -hmm. these incredible instruments. Yes. Um, just saw. I just saw Tool live last week, and so I'm gonna have to say Maynard Keenan, the mm -hmm. lead singer of Tool. I mm -hmm. think his writing's incredible. He's had a storied career. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and my husband. Nice, very good, yeah. okay. Okay, <laughs> dogs or cats? Dogs. Yay. <laughs> Name three violinists that you follow on Instagram. Well, a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see, the, that Viola kid, yeah. I follow him, and he's, I think, from a classical standpoint, he's just really transparent, and I, I yes. think an important conversation starter. And um, who else? We had him on the show. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> he was <laughs> great. <laughs> Obviously, Matt Bell mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the Electric Violin Shop. Yes. I, so funny. All of his social media accounts are hilarious. Yes. It's just his personality is <laughs> so very apparent. And um, of course, the, the big the big names, but I'm trying to give somebody else like a shout out. Oh, uh, there's a girl actually up in your way in Canada who mm -hmm. plays. Bridget? I'm, I'm going to be a Bridget. Bridget, yeah. yeah. We're actually releasing a yeah. music video for Halloween together. It's going to be so fun. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's amazing. So, and all these you people you named are on our podcast. You can listen to our interviews. 
<laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Raz. That was fantastic. I can't wait to upload all the files and share everything with everyone. So if you guys are watching this live, you get the benefit of, you know, asking questions right there. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So before we go that I would like to ask you for one more thing is if you were to meet a younger artist who wants to do what you do, sing, perform, produce and make a living this way, what would be the piece of advice that you would give them now? I think you everybody has a very unique approach and a unique voice and to trust your gut when it comes to editing your persona like we can't be everything to everybody all the time so when you're working on your brand find the things that truly make you passionate and dig down into those as deep as you can and weird combos like being a violin dj or being a producer dj come about from just understanding who that i am a performance junkie so the more i can get out in front of people the better I, the happier I am mm -hmm. and it inspires me to do all the other work that I don't particularly like doing <laughs> but I think a younger artist they see everything you know these us as we develop our skill sets and they go well how do we even begin and you say you just start yeah. you start with the tools that you have the tools that you have are going to be much better than waiting on something that you don't have so whether it's you know you have a violin that's a classical violin or a rental from a shop or or a electric violin that cost you a hundred dollars off of ebay which is what i started on <laughs> yeah <laughs> not good <laughs> but it was a means right it was i was able to do something with it and yes. the tools that you have i think as, as a younger artist no matter what you've got some tools at your disposal even if it's just your phone and your mm -hmm. violin uh you can do so much with just those those two things Absolutely. Thank you so much. That is an awesome piece of wisdom. I think, yeah, you just have to start. And often, even when you have experience, but you're starting a new project, you get overwhelmed. You think like, oh my God, what do I do here and here? I have to do everything, but you can't, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to start with your strengths. Yeah. Yeah. I, I call it the creative paralysis. And <laughs> I go through that all the time. It's like too many options. Yes. Many things you could yes. do. So avoiding creative paralysis, I think, is, a, is an, again, an editing process of yes. make the box a little smaller, give yourself some constraints mm -hmm. to work with and say, you know, maybe if it's a video, I want to be a YouTuber, then it's like, well, what are your videos? I could do anything in videos. Oh, my God. And then you say, <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Keep it simple to start with and then build out from there. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much, Raz. So we look forward to seeing more music from you and perhaps having you back on the show. When you have a new release or a tour or a project you'd like to share with us, we'd be happy to hear about it and it. <laughs> yeah, so. I've, I've got some really exciting. I'm really in a studio right now uh, nice. working on some new music, some covers, some originals as well that have been kind of in the pipeline for too long. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so January, I'm moving into a new space. Uh, wow! As and um, that has a full production studio that we're setting up, wow. and so I'm just excited to release some new content at the beginning of next year, yes. uh, both video and audio content. So amazing! Congratulations on your move. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an airplane hangar. I'm very excited. It's gonna be very vibey. 
Nice, amazing. So you guys, go ahead, check out Raz's amazing music on her website, razvio.com, on Instagram, at forward slash razvio, um, oh, razvio, sorry. That's why I'm a podcast host, because I never say the right thing. So Facebook at Razvio, Twitter at Razvio, SoundCloud at Razvio. She has amazing music on there. And YouTube at Razvio as well. Uh, find her amazing videos for the songs we listened to today. I can't wait to hear more. And thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Uh, we're so happy to have you in our on our team on Musician Today. And we'll see you soon, right? Good luck Thanks with you. Have an amazing one. Bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. That's all, folks. If you like Iron Fiddle songs, download them at yourbermanka.com forward slash music. See you next time.